a safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Tonight after 10.15, Dating Dilemmas. We're going to talk about ghosting. Is there not a better way to blow someone off? And ways to approach someone you meet in real life. We may be losing the touch a little bit, so we'll discuss those topics and more. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with Passion at 514-800. Remember, you can always email me your questions to lori at drlori.com anytime, uh, anytime, anytime, and I answer your questions at the beginning of every show. So I got a follow-up email. Remember the woman, the 26-year-old who uh, texted in, uh, who wrote me an email yesterday? We talked about this. She uh, put herself through school uh, by being a stripper, lasted a couple of years. Now she's in a relationship. She has only had a few uh, partners, but this partner, she asked, um, he wanted to have unprotected sex, and she said, uh, no, I would like you to get tested first, and then we could, and he got insulted with that. So uh, there was a lot of feedback from our listeners on this, so uh, she sent me an update after the show last night. So she wrote, just an update. We spoke tonight, and that conversation about him being tested came up, and he gave me his personal assurance he has only had sex with his ex-wife. I asked him how he knew if she was faithful. Your show just ended, and I texted him and asked him to call me if he was awake. Took 10 seconds for my phone to ring. You know I love you, and with love, there must be total trust. I knew you would come around. This is what I said to him. Yes, I finally did come around, and I am sorry I did not do this when this first came up and you put up so much resistance. I do not want to see you anymore or hear from you in any way. I don't care even if you tell me you will now get tested. It's over. Goodbye. During this, he was saying, but, but, but. I'm not ashamed of being a stripper, never let anyone touch me, and never once entertained lots of money for sex. You may like to know I was not the only stripper like that. Thank you, Dr. Lori, and thank you to your listeners. Going to sleep with a smile and a clear conscience. So our uh, our little our little community here uh, helped out this one person make a decision. So um, kudos to everybody who um, who helped in this in this situation. Then I got another text or another email rather. Last night's show was as usual fantastic. I noticed how many young people seek out your help. Last night was Trouble Tuesdays. Uh, they may not be as experienced or as street smart as us baby boomers are, but they obviously smart enough to ask advice from you rather than their equally inexperienced friends. It seems you get bombarded on Trouble Tuesdays and there is just not enough time to address all. Considering this, have you considered a second weeknight of listeners' problems? By the way, this is why I do it at the beginning of every show as well, to give a chance for all questions to be answered. Uh, Dr. Lori's Trouble Tuesdays provide a service to the public that is priceless. It must be very satisfying knowing you have helped so many, but 42 minutes once a week uh, is just not enough. Heaven is missing an angel, but she could be found weeknights at 10 p.m. on CJD. Ah, too sweet. Making me blush. Thank you very much. All right, I have another email, and maybe people can weigh in on this one. Uh, Hello, Dr. Lori. I listen to your shows live as much as possible and several missed episodes on podcast. Your website is outstanding. Thank you. I'm a male in my mid-20s. I am exploring my gay side after two disastrous relationships 
with women. I'm a fairly attractive male in a masculine way, but do not like grinder, online dating, etc. I like to meet people face to face. I started going to gay bars and many older men try to pick me up. I also not notice a lot of older men staring at me in the metro, supermarkets, etc. Problem is, I never or rarely find good-looking young males stare at me in the same way in public places. Young guys also ignore me in gay bars. Also, my gaydar does not work at all outside of gay bars. I do not know often when people stare at each other sexually or for other reasons in public places. I like some attention from older guys, but would also like positive attention from younger guys. How do I attract younger men? How does one develop gaydar? I only started being exposed to the gay world two years ago. I think I have to like leave this one up for for our LGBTQ panel because I really don't know how you develop gaydar unless you spend I suppose by spending more and more time uh, with uh, with gay people. I, but there's you know they're very different. Each and every one is different. There's not like one stereotype way or look or mannerisms or anything like that. So I would say uh, to you to hang out more in um, not necessarily bars, but join like community groups. Uh, there are community centers that have uh, uh, just meetup groups, for example. You can go online and look for a meetup group. Uh, that are just gay males that get together uh, for, uh, you know, they meet in a restaurant or for coffee or they have talks or they have workshops or things like that. That's where I would go. Uh, you can... Um, Go to some of the shops in the gay village as well. Talk to some of the uh, shopkeepers there who uh, I know, uh, many of which are gay, for example, and you can find out, hey, what are some community events happening? So go to events rather than anything else. Right now, actually, there's an event happening on Saturday night called Art Sida. It's a the big fundraiser for AIDS Community Care Montreal. They uh, It's an art auction, basically, but it's a fabulous organization. And you can do volunteer work, for example. So contact uh, ACCM uh, and find out. Maybe you can volunteer your time and, and meet a whole bunch of other LGBTQ people and talk to them and then find out where they go. And they're young, so you're talking about people who are in their 20s uh, for the most part who are, are part of this organization. So that's something uh, certainly that, uh, that you can also do. So there are many different options. It's about you getting out into that world world to, um, you know, to explore and, and, and I suppose develop, uh, develop that gaydar, but better to meet people in, in surroundings that maybe you don't have to guess, which, uh, you know, I hate guessing. Guesswork is, uh, is stressful. So like, you know, why go there if you actually don't have to? Uh, let's see. I'm 40 years old and my last pap, pap smear came back with abnormal cells. My doctor says it's due to HPV. So that's the human papillomavirus. But I've been with the same guy for years. Could he be cheating and gave it to me? So here's the thing about HPV. 
uh, the only like the the test. This is why women need to take have a pap test regularly, um, because uh, the cause of for the most part the cause for cervical cancer is uh, due to a, a specific strain of the human papilloma virus, and it can be caught by finding these abnormal cells and then getting rid of them, and then that's it. It's gone. So, um, but it can lay dormant for decades. So you could have had uh, a sexual experience in your teen years, and then 20 years later, uh, you develop uh, an abnormal pap test. Um, so it, this in no way means that your partner is cheating or anything. If you have not had any other partners and no sexual contact below the belt, none at all, then that person has been your only, only, only contact for any kind of genital touching, then maybe you can think, hmm, that there might be an issue there, okay? He could have given it to you, but he could have had it and, and, and without even knowing and because he's had other sexual partners. So the only way that scenario plays out is if you, you're both, you've, you both came to the relationship with zero experience below the belt before meeting each other, which in this day and age, I suppose, is unlikely. Uh, coming up, dating dilemmas. Uh, is We're going to talk about ghosting, ways to approach people in real life. Uh, well, I want to hear your stories also of how you met. 514-800. How did you meet the person that you are with right now? Give us, uh, give us a little uh, shout here and let us know at 514-800. Passion with Dr. Lori Batido on CJAD 800. Tonight, it's all about the dating. Yes, dating dilemmas. Uh, once a month, we focus just on dating issues. Tonight in studio with me is Christina Mucciardi and Valerie Bergeron of Cook and Date. You've heard of Cook and Date, I'm sure. Uh, we've talked about their events where you basically cook and you date. <laughs> Unless you want to explain it better than me, Christina. <laughs> Tell people, what, what is that? Okay, what's yeah. a Cook and Date event? So it's, uh, it's pretty much exactly exactly what you said you cook and you date it's a three to four hour event you meet uh, you know anywhere between 16 and 18 singles okay. in one evening and uh you and mingle. You mingle. Yeah. so it's really just it's a mingle with a chef mm-hmm. who teaches you so if you're a foodie that's kind of a good thing yeah. if you like experimenting with food that's a good thing exactly all right. Well, uh, I know your events are quite successful. So if anybody uh, is interested, you can just sign up and then you I guess you notify them when yes. it's uh, their age category. Age category. Yeah, because that obviously makes a difference. Uh, and Valerie works with you, of course. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to start off with one thing because I get a, I, I actually get a lot of people telling me about their ghosting stories, you know, and we're not talking about, uh, you know, paranormal stuff. We're talking about people disappearing. So you're talking to somebody online. Maybe you met them on Tinder or Bumble or whatever. You think you have a, oh, what a great connection. We have so much in common. And you're not even at the stage yet where you're going to meet. And then suddenly poof, they completely disappear and you hear nothing and you're left wondering, what happened? <laughs> like, did I say something? Did I do something? Is it me? What is it? it? Even worse, when you go out with somebody and then they never call you back and then you're like, okay, it must be me. Like, what didn't they like about me? What did I do? 
etc. So there's got to be a better way. I hope you're in this field of people dating and matching up. I really hope you talk to them about better ways to go about this than just simply disappearing. Oh, we do. Oh, we do. <laughs> do you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to know, like, what's the advice that you you give to people? Because I'm sure people come to you and say, Christina, what happened? Like, we had this connection. This guy disappeared or this girl disappeared. Yeah, well, during the events, we usually say, you know, sometimes there's interest in two men or women, mm -hmm. uh, you know? So we'll always tell them, you know, like, give them a chance, talk to them, go on another date, do something. And then if there's no, you know, chemistry or whatever, at least you can part ways and be amicable about it. Or, or if, you know, someone, because we also have the chat function on our site, meaning okay. that after the event, if you're interested in a few people and you don't want to exchange numbers with all of them at the event, oh, they can point. chat, right? Okay. So a lot of times, you know, I we say if someone texts you like through the site or chats with you at least tell them like no sorry not interested or whatever don't just not answer you right, know right it's it's at least you know where you're going right it's so i'm it's, sorry but it's simple courtesy yes. in, in my books that is just <laughs> courtesy now uh, valerie you seem young how old are you I'm 24. So 24 years old. So you're in the ghosting age. <laughs> Unfortunately. More than, more than I think Christina and I are. Yeah. Um, tell me the experiences of like people in your age group and, and working in this, in the field of dating, how mm -hmm. you see it and what you tell people. So basically myself, I would love to sit here and say that I haven't ghosted, but I have. <laughs> shame, um, shame. Yeah. I think it just depends kind of on the situation and how long you're talking to that person. I think there's can be like different degrees of ghosting. So like you said, before you actually meet that person, it can be that, you know, maybe the conversation isn't as going as going as well as you would like and it kind of fizzles out and then there's just no really need to continue the conversation or so you just kind of even though the person may be reaching out or doing stuff you just don't answer I I don't know personally like well maybe I wouldn't consider it ghosting but when the conversation kind of just fizzles out and maybe the person texts you like hey how are you or something like that but there's just it's just been kind of bland conversations okay sometimes I wouldn't necessarily find a need to respond but I think that it's like with online dating and everything the amount of those conversations that you have going if ah. you respond to all of them all the time and you give all of them attention that's and courtesy full-time that's job. all you're mm -hmm. doing okay. so i think gotcha. for a lot of people if you're really not interested in that conversation and you're swiping left and right and you have like i don't know 20 people that you're kind of maybe going weekly uh, conversations with then it's kind of hard to upkeep with uh, with all of them again it depends how i hadn't thought about that how moment, actually <laughs> how involved and how busy you are on the apps but 20 people it's like time management people are listening to you goes 20 people lucky girl uh some people are lucky you know they're like screaming to get one match in, in all of this but that kind of makes sense when if you are doing this I don't want to say full time, but let's say seriously. <laughs> uh, and you're navigating a whole bunch of conversations. You're going to ignore some. Yeah, I, I would imagine the ones that are yeah. least interesting or what have you. But you have to. People also have to understand that oftentimes when we dis when a person disappears, it's not a per it's not personal. It could it could be so many other reasons could be leading. It could be that they just developed a relationship with someone yes. else. Mm -hmm. They started seeing someone, and that's off the table now. They stopped you know, connecting with the 19 others that they were uh, chatting with. So 
don't take it as if you did anything mm-hmm. wrong, but I guess people are developing a thick skin, I suppose. Like a, the, maybe the younger generation, is it's kind of an expected thing, so yeah. you develop a kind of a thick skin. Is that what you found? I think it honestly just depends on the person and if you really want that conversation to go somewhere. If it doesn't like follow through, obviously, then you're going to be bummed out. But if you have other options, I think that's also why maybe sometimes things don't get as serious. But it, it also depends how actively you're talking with that person. I think if you have 20, like I said, 20 is just a number, <laughs> but if you have those 20 people that you recently matched with, let's say during the week or whatever, you can say hi to let's say all of them, but how many of those conversations go past the basics of hi, how mm-hmm, are you, what mm-hmm. do you do and all that stuff. So okay. if you're actually getting into like personal things like about, I don't know, childhood or your hobbies or kind of going in the more direction personal. of like, let's take it somewhere and they don't answer back, then it's kind of like, oh, it's, it's a little bit more about me. Right. I, I love what this texture writes. Everyone deserves the respect of a conclusion, no? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think, yes, I think it's a, definitely a question of respect i think people are generally uncomfortable with rejecting others so sometimes it comes from a good place it's not doesn't you know i think ghosting doesn't necessarily come from a bad place like oh what an ass this person is a is a ghoster it's more of maybe that person doesn't want to deal with hearing or dealing with hurting someone else's feelings and even though they're hurting their feelings anyway yeah. right by by doing this well so, look like she's like valerie said right now there could be 20 again a big number mm-hmm. but there could be 20 dates going on or talk conversations going on at the same time whereas our days back in the days it was more like you would maybe go on a date with one at a time if you're seeing two guys at the same time or girls at the same time it's a big deal so it's easier to let them down I remember like I was saying outside with Valerie I was saying I used to say but I see you like more like a friend you know that was my way of easing it off without friend zone them right yeah without and making anybody feel bad right? right so right that that's quite true somebody <laughs> writes 20 people a week i'm lucky if i get 10 people a month <laughs> it was just a number she threw out there i don't think it was the case for real that's not the norm no. <laughs> well some people are navigating quite a bit like let's let's be real like mm-hmm. some people have a you know a lot going on and it can be a full-time job but so what's your advice on giving people that respect and and you know making sure they have that conclusion somehow like what's an easy way is is there an easy way well look i mean if if it is on online or you know tinder or whatever and the conversation just fizzles out and you had i think more than a few texts then mm-hmm. yeah maybe if you are seeing someone now serious with someone say give it. them that respect exactly say right. it just say sorry you know You're i great, met someone but... yeah right yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, a little bit of that honesty. Look, it's different to say so- to somebody, "Look, uh, I, you know, I think you're this, or I think you're-. you don't go in and tell, you know, insult them ne- mm-hmm. necessarily, yeah. but you can just you can simply say, "No, I don't, you know, I, I don't think it's gonna work out. Right. It's just mm-hmm. even, I don't think it's gonna work out. It just didn't, it just didn't click for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So I think that's uh, that's something that that's which more is important. which is normal. I mean, yeah, it's it, perfectly fine to yes. think that way. But yeah. I think that for sure, a courtesy text. Uh, and leaving someone on or leaving them kind of just there to dry is like not not the nicest thing, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, I've also been ghosted, and it's kind of like, well, what did I do wrong? So <laughs> yeah, you, you reflect on yourself. Yeah, but you've also done it. So, yeah. uh, yeah. Um, what about when you actually date somebody? Because you hear these stories too, right? Mm-hmm. You're dating someone, 
dating. Okay, they don't call it dating anymore. They just call it hanging out or I don't know what they call it. They don't get, there's like, there's many different stages now, right? It mm-hmm. used to be that you would go out with somebody two, three times. You were dating. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, no, we haven't had that conversation yet. What conversation? You've been out like a few times. Why is this not dating? You know, no, it's like, it's a nothing. It's like a... I don't what, know. What most well, people what call it? it, I think it's seeing each other. Yes. We're just seeing each other. Yeah. We're just seeing where it goes and not right. specifically we'll sleep together, but then we'll see where it goes. You know, <laughs> that's the other part of it too. It's like, that has nothing to do with anything. Like, so it's, it, it can be very confusing navigating uh, the dating world today and especially for, uh, for older people. We also want to know where you met your uh, significant other. Like how did... Uh, you meet we want to hear stories because people need to also know like it's not just meeting on uh, on these sites Mm -hmm. but I mean and and yet there are plenty of success stories you know Uh, oh absolutely I'm sure many of us have attended tinder weddings as they call them and stuff Mm -hmm. I had one (laughs) I met my husband on tinder oh you did oh (laughs) Valerie from cook and date met her husband on tinder not Not a cook and date date. look at that See, that's interesting. Uh, here I have another one who says, met my husband on Plenty of Fish. Mm-hmm. He go. was the one out of 20 that didn't get lewd by text, no matter how long we chatted for. So I kept him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Well, that, that, that's actually an interesting um, tidbit of advice for men out there. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't be lewd. Mm-hmm. Like it, it does, you know, you may think it's hot or something it's not mm-hmm. <laughs> it's no. not turn off turn off. Uh, yeah it yeah. can be uh quite the turn off mm-hmm. so and yet i suppose they throw out the it's like throwing out yeah. the uh, the line and seeing who you know who plenty, of catch, fish. Right? plenty of fish exactly <laughs> let's see what you're like a catch to just have sex with for example um we want to know the ways that you met your partner i'll share how i met my husband but want to hear yours and we'll hear christina's story and we know that Val Valerie uh, met her husband uh, on Tinder. So it is possible, folks. It's possible. <laughs> Dating Dilemmas tonight with Christina Mucciardi and Valerie Bergeron of Cook and Date. We're asking the question, how did you meet your partner? Valerie met her partner, who she's married to, on Tinder. Um, I met my my part. So this is the story of how I met my husband. Um I was single, I was in my late 20s, and a friend of mine convinced me to go to a singles event. I thought, oh no, 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 I'm not going to this losers, I'm not going to the singles event, I can't do that. But anyway, I ended up going to this singles event, nonetheless. And I met there, just a woman actually, and we just started talking and, you know, we became like friendly, talking, whatever, and we spent the whole, I spent the whole night talking to this woman who was very interesting. And she said to me, I have the perfect guy for you. And she immediately called, you know, uh, who's my husband now, and told him, I found a girl for you. I'm, you're going to, you know, you're going to love her. You're perfect for each other, blah, blah, blah. And she made the connection. And mm. we ended up all going out the following day uh, for brunch together. So she was the common thread because she was his friend and blah, blah. And um, so we, we spent brunch together, whatever. Then we found a way. I don't know how we did this. We Telepathically, we dumped her and then <laughs> continued our date. <laughs> 
and it was a very long date, um, but it was great. So it was, you know, having gone to some place that I said I would never go mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. I did anyway, and that's how it happened. So, you know, sometimes you got to keep the open mind. Absolutely. Right? We say that to a lot of our clients, and huh? we say all the time, you never know who you're going to meet. It doesn't have to be your significant other at the event. It right. could be a new friend. It could be... Who uh, leads you mm -hmm. to that person. And that is exactly how it happened for me. It was meeting not a single guy, but another woman mm -hmm. who led me to to my now husband. So, and that was, you know, 26 years ago. And so that was great. Uh, so how did you meet? Uh, let's see. Um... First of all, I have a couple of uh, texts here. Would this hypothesis hold any weight? Since the advent of the internet, chats, services, smartphones, and texting, compared to how we associated 30 years ago when human interaction was more genuine than nowadays, it has become too easy to ignore someone online. People today treat real interactions with the same inability to face difficult situations as online. Ghosting, to me, is the result of this. I think it has become too easy. I think that's part part of it. Part of it too is what Valerie was saying is the the choice. When you are meeting people one on one, you are dating one person. You are meeting one person. You are exchanging a phone number with one person mm -hmm. or two, you know, but it wasn't 10 and it wasn't you weren't you weren't having to go through the whole pond, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. uh and and fish through that kind of thing. So uh, I think uh, that's part of it. Uh, that's part of it too. Uh, I'm agreeing with you. When I ask 20-something people, they tell me they have the right not to talk to someone and just stop. It's their human right to ghost. Yup, strange. <laughs> <laughs> How about the human decency thing? You know, are we not teaching human decency and maybe the right to, I don't know if it's a, it's a right to have closure, but it's the decent thing to do. I think so, so. decent's a good word, yeah. Yeah. And the passion poet weighs in. The baby boomer generation made dating a kind of an art. We schemed up many ideas so we could get a start. We met our dates at parties. We met our dates at bars. Face-to-face -face communication and a kiss to see those stars. A nap has no expression. Dating sites make no ties. There is nothing like human contact and looking in their eyes. I like that. Yeah. That's uh, quite true, which is, I think, part of the reason why you do what you do at Cook and Date also, is you want that human interaction. You want, you force the mingling. In you force a way, the right? mingling. You, you, you get people to interact. Yeah, and it's a long enough event that you sort of see true personality, you know, right, like right away without that conversation. Like, I find, I think all sites, be it app sites, whatever, there's a possibility of meeting, but there's a lot more work behind the scene, right? This, you're going to an event, you might... You see quickly if you like the person, you know, you see quickly how they cook, how they're interacting, how they're mm -hmm, laughing, you know. Mm -hmm. You, you can see kinda... them in an element. Yeah. In a context. Whereas a context. online there is no context. Exactly. Mm -hmm. How did you meet your husband? So mine <laughs> was a little bit of a complicated story. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, complicated. We we I was actually interviewing him, hiring him. <laughs> Okay. You were so, hiring him for the business? Yeah, okay. Because he's a chef by trade. So I needed chefs. I always need chefs for the events. Okay. And, uh, but it was through a friend that um, introduced us, right. saying that this guy would have the, he's the perfect personality. Uh, he's great. He'll be great in front of a crowd. Did you yeah. ask if he was single or you didn't ask nope. at the time? Okay. Nope, you didn't. just wanted to hire him. Yeah. I just need a chef. I'm yeah, not I thinking need chefs, anything else. Whatever. Yeah. I need personable chefs. It's always, you know, there's a lot of good chefs, but they're not all personable. They're not right. all good in front of a crowd. So. Right. And that's how we met. And after trying to get together, because I always You're have always my chefs working. cook. Yeah, okay, like, yeah. no, no. 
<laughs> and always try to have my chefs cook for us so that we can see, you know, how they're they are personably right. and everything uh it wasn't working out so finally after like two three times of trying to have him cook for me friends anybody mm-hmm. um he invited me to a fundraiser and right away i told him like mm, i think like this is just like business right and he's like yeah yeah yeah, of course he <laughs> says you know uh, we have this uh this table and i just but come. why would you say that you were single he's I was. cute like why wouldn't you yeah. look at him and say maybe that's a potential you know, date for me yeah you know why because he was younger well, he still is. He's younger okay. than me. And okay. at the time... How much younger? Uh, almost four years. Okay. Oh, big deal. Yeah, I know. Really? But, but at the time, I never dated anybody younger than me. Okay. So it was something like, mm, no. And, and I... I was he wasn't like he wasn't my type at the time now he's fully my type of but course, you know like yes. when you have a type yes. and I finally took my my advice your own advice mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's what I was like doing this for six years already I know and I said you know what after like him asking a few times and me saying no no it's okay I said you know what maybe I should take my own advice and and give it a chance we and, and we got married are. a few years later yeah isn't that see yeah that and I think that you do have to give it a chance. That's the thing. For mm-hmm. a lot of people, they need they need to know that. Um, this was, uh, okay, so for the guy trying to pick up gaydar on their radar, so this is about gay dating, mm-hmm. basically, uh, to be sure he has to go to either LGBTQ venues or online communities. I myself am bi-curious, but only pursue men for dating. I hardly go to a club, but the last time I went, not even a gay club, a younger hot woman told me she found me hot and was getting touchy-feely. So my suggestion is to definitely go to a club, especially in the village. Another thing to note is that this new generation are mostly on their phones. There could be two people sitting near each other searching online for a partner and not even notice interesting people around them. That's a good point. Maybe that's why the older guys were looking at him because they're less on their phones. Uh, Ten years ago, everyone was observant of each other. Now it happens sometimes, but not as often as it used to where someone tries to chat me up. That's a very good point. Wow, get to learn quite a bit. Uh, All right, this person met uh, on uh, POF, so Plenty of Fish, married two and a half years now. Uh, He lit his dog in his photo. What does that mean? Is that an expression? I don't know. Okay. No, don't either. I have no idea. Um, I met my girlfriend on a long haul flight. Made that six hour flight pass like six minutes. That's kind of fun. Those are romantic stories, right? Another text writes: I meet everyone in person. When I try online, it never turns into anything except casual sex. So I gave up on online dating, and I prefer to get a feel for the person's energy and chemistry, which only comes from the organic method of meeting in my experience that's also great and maybe we could talk about that later on mm-hmm. as to how how can we make those organic meetings more uh, meaningful um, somebody else wrote uh, the same person about the flight in addition we became members of the Mile High Club on a vacation flight <laughs> okay not the same flight right not that the time you met, <laughs> time <they> met. <laughs> that would be kind of weird uh, I met my wife at a New Year's Eve Eve party at some mutual friend's place she left early we searched each, each other through friends still my wife 15 years later um, 
I'm married now, but back in the day, a cooking date site would have been great. I love it. I love to cook. Mm. So yeah, you you know maybe you're a couple of generations too late. It would have been a, a great <laughs> way to have a singles you know a singles event back then. But yeah. look, everything uh, you tell know. your friends. <laughs> That's right. Now you can just tell your friends. Tell all your single friends. Cookanddate.com. Uh, easy enough to uh, to sign up and find out what's happening. I love that you have the chat option now on the uh, on yeah. the site. So mm-hmm. because that people get nervous exactly. about giving out their phone numbers yeah. and Especially stuff, if you're like right? Two people, right? They don't want to just show those two people, uh, or they don't want to show the other person that they're giving their number to somebody else too. Right. So it's an easier way to do it more. They don't want to feel like anybody feel rejected, That's but they right. want to explore their options. Mm-hmm. I think is mm-hmm. is what it's uh, what it's all about. Uh, so where did you meet your uh, significant other? I can see here lots of people have met online and married after meeting online. Some people uh, more organically, uh, but how? Uh, maybe our listeners too can give advice on what are the best ways to approach someone you are meeting in real life. So you see somebody at the grocery store, you, I don't know, how do you even know yet they're single? That's another thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, or, you know, the cashier at Starbucks or whatever. Like, how do you make it from the, like the next level where you show interest because I think somewhere we have lost that art so we'll talk about that with uh, Christina Mucciardi and Valerie Bergeron of Cook and Date. This is Passion on CJD 800. So how did you meet your significant other and what are some of the ways that you suggest to approach someone you are meeting in real life? So someone says, give her a $10 tip and say, that's for the coffee we are sharing together later. <laughs> that's a pickup line. Um, another person says, met at work, now together 27 years. Of course, work is another place where you, know, you spend most of your time, right? 80% of your time is at work. So you're clearly, it's, it's a good place to meet, but then you have companies that don't allow that uh, fraternization and what have you, or it can get complicated if you break up. And I've seen some pretty horror stories and then people have to move, like change jobs and, you know, because of all of that. So that kind of thing. So ways to approach people in real life, teaching people those, um, I guess it's a skill, really. Like there was an art at one point, you know, people made fun, like pickup lines. There's not even any pickup lines anymore. Right. It's like, okay, they're cheesy anyway to begin with. And it's not like they worked so often, but you got to get more creative. Um, But how do you go about uh, meeting somebody in real life that you are interested in? And I guess these events are practice when when you've got these mingles, you know? Yeah, Yeah. very, very much so. But I think the easiest, well, the easiest is when it's somebody that you're, let's say a service, let's say like a waitress, like that, right. that, uh, that writer texted right. or, uh, your, your, your barista at the coffee shop in the morning, you know, you can go a few times, smile, conversation could start. She recognizes you or he recognizes you. And that, that's easier. Mm-hmm. The harder one is like at a grocery store, you see someone cute or someone pretty, that, someone attractive. That's a bit harder because you don't want to sound cheesy or you don't want to, you don't even know if they're single or not but I think a compliment I think a nice smile I think something like that can at least open mm-hmm. the conversation and then if they are single great you never know and then if they aren't right. single then 
you know, I, I would take it as a compliment and say, well, thank you. Sorry, but I'm not single. But, you know, you, you made my day or whatever. Right. Right. Like, right. You made my day. Something yeah. like that. Or I love your smile or what a beautiful yeah. smile you have. And you're right. If it's somebody who works in the service industry, I, you just made me think of uh, my daughter's story. So my daughter worked at a tattoo shop as okay. a receptionist there. And a guy came in who what, he was a, a relative of one of the artists, whatever. And he saw her and took a, a liking. But he came back. He was shy. So he came back three times, which meant he mm-hmm. needed three tattoos. Oh, no. <laughs> so he has three tattoos that, just so he could meet <laughs> and ask her out. It's amazing. But they're, they're life partners now, so they're oh, together. But it man. worked. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> so that's going to a little extreme to, you know, to meet somebody. Maybe. But mind you, he's plenty. So it doesn't, I don't think that matters. Uh, but that's one thing. Another text, right? But isn't love worth the risk of trouble at work? There are lots of jobs out there. Maybe only one uh, soulmate. Well, you know, it depends on your work. It depends, yeah. uh, you know, if it's somebody, if you're a boss somewhere, and then no, it's not worth the risk, actually, because it could be yeah. very detrimental to the person. Anyway, it's it's a whole complicated, it's very complicated. A whole complicated mess, you know. Another text wrote, my story, my friend dragged me to a singles event. There you go. Introduced me to this woman very briefly. I thought she looked familiar from somewhere. The next day I found her on the dating site I looked at contacted her through the site and now happily married for 12 years there you go Um, I am attached but I admit I can be a bit of a flirt a small funny comment at grocery store department store can go a long way but being attached you have to know your limits good line I said at a Tim Hortons at 6 a.m. I'm not coming back here seeing someone as beautiful as you first thing in the morning the rest of the day will be a disappointment she (laughs) blushed so much said wow thank you see you just made somebody's day which is it's also a nice thing to do it doesn't that you can be a little bit of a of a flirt or a charmer or want to make people happy and and mm-hmm. you know comment on as long as it's obviously um, sincere yes. you know and then people take it as sincere so that that's okay asking her out if you're attached that's not okay mm-hmm. that's a different situation um, altogether so uh, any other any other tips on how would have you like to be approached Valerie in in real life I think how I have done it and how I would suggest people to do it and like fleeting moments it's quite rare rare, I think if you find somebody that's your type especially if you're picky I would say just go for it like they're they're at the end of the day like you said or you're going to make somebody's day uh, and give them a nice compliment uh, or maybe you know that that interaction could lead somewhere with that person so I would just say go for it and say like hi uh, sorry to bother you I don't know if this is appropriate or not I don't know if you're single but uh, I find you I don't know uh, very alluring or maybe for lack of better words um, and see if they would be interested in exchanging numbers otherwise if you might be too nervous just maybe write it down on a little note (laughs) and say uh, I don't know if you if you if you slip them yeah if you if you get too nervous just slip them that if you're really interested worst case they won't call you back but you have to be ready for a potentially yes. for no response yeah and right. i think that's part of it especially with the ghosting and all that stuff nowadays but right. nobody does that in my in my generation anymore what you, does what like approach. you don't you don't get approached like that and and the only time you do it would be like in a bar or a club atmosphere when maybe you don't want to be approached like that you know right. so it's very rare in like normal interactions uh, in a grocery store or buying a coffee or something like that that someone will approach you and say uh, hey mm-hmm. Would you want to go out sometimes? It's it's just like, oh, they're going to look on um, 
what I don't know. There's there, another app where you cross people nowadays. Oh, yeah? It's like people in your vicinity. It, okay, yes. The, the, yeah. But okay, then the texture that wrote in earlier is like, yeah, everybody's on their phone. Nobody's eyes are lifting yeah. to see yeah. who just walked in, who's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we going to converse? No, they're busy texting and seeing who's in their vicinity or, or mm-hmm. what have you. So mm-hmm. we have lost that touch, the organic meeting. 100%. people and you know maybe we need to get back to being like that texter said just being friendly trying you know be mm-hmm. nice to people make people's day like make somebody smile yeah. and you don't you never know if you're single it might it, it might lead somewhere if not at least you make you made somebody smile and you made somebody's day. Just don't creep anybody out. Like yes. there's a, there's a yeah. limit to, you know, <laughs> totally so your distance as be, you approach, like not, don't get too close. <laughs> what would be creepy and what would be not creepy? That's the other thing too. Yeah. Right. It's like, you got to yeah. figure out. And not, not, not be too cheesy. I mean, it could, you, there's a fine line between funny and then and like cheesy. cheesy. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, but then that's Okay, but that's a skill that has to be learned, yes. you know, because I, at this point, you better read some books or yeah, uh, Google yeah. search non-cheesy pickup lines yeah, or, yeah. Or, or pick up ideas that are yeah. not creepy because you could like creep people out. What about women um, making the first, uh, you know, meeting somebody and, and making the first uh, move? I Do think, you, I think I, it's it's a powerful move. Yes. I think it's it doesn't happen enough. And I think more women should do it yeah. uh, I definitely think if you approach a man that way you're going to catch his attention and, uh, and and you can see where it goes but I think for sure more women should do that I and agree. not always expect oh this guy's eyeing me from across the bar probably yes. he's going to come see me any, Why? Any if you're won't. interested as right. well just go for it and I think right. men appreciate that like they would be yeah. like so wowed by that yeah, yeah. I remember back in the day, we were a bunch of girls and we sent a bunch of shots to guys across the bar. Oh, really? And they like loved, loved it. it. They came, they like bought us more drinks and we were like, and I did it for a friend that was like found one of them cute. And mm-hmm. he, and I said, just buy the drinks and no one else, you know how girls are, not mm-hmm. going to buy guys drinks. I just sent them a bunch of shots and they like, we spent the whole night together. It was amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, See? Made new friends. Yeah. Way back in the day. I, yeah. did, I didn't have a an issue um, approaching a man that I actually liked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never, that was not an issue for me, but that's my personality, but yeah. not everybody, you know, you have to be willing to take the, that rejection. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like, I feel, I feel for men who feel the pressure of always being the ones mm-hmm. to make the move, meaning they always have to get the rejection. Exactly. I think women hear this, hear this message. If you're single, it's okay. Men actually like it. Yeah. They like women to take over that role and maybe make the first move. Absolutely. It's okay, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Christina, when is the next Cook and Date event? We have three coming up in March. Okay. The 12th, 13th, and 15th, all different age groups. So what, what age groups so are we talking about? The 12th is 38, 38 to 50. Yeah. And the... Uh, 13th, 13th the, th- the Friday 13th yeah 13 yeah. that's uh 25 to 38 mm-hmm. and on the 15th that's uh, 50 plus yeah oh great so mm-hmm. you have a a, a boomer oh, yes. yeah. boomer one yes. all right wonderful are you listening boomers out there who are <laughs> single uh cook and date and, it's, and it's a brunch that's all oh oh mm-hmm. that's a fun yeah. brunch yeah, yeah. boozy brunch yeah <laughs> okay a boozy brunch yeah <laughs> so that's that so three events happening in march all age groups being covered basically all you have to do simple eh? you just sign up mm-hmm. and uh we'll get alerted out. and yeah. you you and get we'll a, call them you'll call yeah. them and it's that simple mm-hmm. so easy 
Well, thank you, ladies, for being here for another uh, dating dilemma. Uh, just that last text says, I'd love it if men would approach me first and ask me out. What a breath of fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think so. I hope women take some of this advice, right? Yeah. I certainly do. Well, thank you all so much for spending your time with us. Thank you for all your love stories, too, how you met your uh, your partners. We certainly appreciated that. Thanks to Nicole in Master Control tonight. You can reach me uh, via my website, drlaurie.com, where you can uh, contact me, send me emails, and also pick up all the podcasts of all the past shows that you may have missed um, as well. Or you can reach me on social media at Dr. Lori Betito, B-E-T-I-T-O. Coming up next here on CJD, the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening. And remember to live your life with passion. I can feel it everywhere.